Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thanks for joining us. The reading today is taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 13, verse 1 to 9. Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you no, but unless you repent you too will all perish. All those eighteen who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, Leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig round it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for another privilege that you have given uh, to us to listen to your word. And I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit will inspire uh, your word today in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. The title of today's podcast is metanoia. What in the world is metanoia? Metanoia is a transliteration of ancient Greek word which simply means change in one's ways of life resulting from penitence or spiritual conversation. Some of you today may have experienced metanoia at one point or the other in your life. But why am I using this word instead of repentance? I use metanoia for two reasons. One, to engrave the word in your hearts because the act of repentance is key to the sustenance of our Christian faith. The word metanoia is much more than just sorrow or grief or simply a change of mind. It is the outcome of sincere regret of what had taken place, occasioning from our experience of awe-inspiring spiritual conversion. The second reason why I use the word metanoia is because the Transliteration of it, which is repentance, is grossly misrepresented today. Each time the word repentance is used, most people consider it as a condemnation. 
or simply a religious mind control tools to keep people of faith in check by the authorities or the powers that be. So I decided to use the word metanoia to draw your attention today. But first, we must understand that the word repentance in itself is not a dirty word. It is a positive alteration of the trajectory of one's life that is consistent with divine guidance of the scripture. Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 15, If you love me, keep my commands. So to be able to keep God's command, there has to be metanoia or repentance. And repentance comes with responsibility, which is the action on our part to remain steadfast in our confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Therefore, to say to people to take action to repent or perish is not a threatening phrase. So today, judging from the scriptures we read earlier, when you say repent or perish, people take offense and they find it as if it's a threatening phrase. It is the reality that people have to face. We have two options in this life. Either we change our ways or we perish. That's it. Either we make a U-turn from what the Bible says is wrong or we spiral to spiritual death. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11, Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience as well. So, the event in this part of the book of Luke, chapter 13, are not captured in the synoptic narrative of the other Gospels, which makes it exclusive to Dr. Luke's uh, narrative. Our thematic concern today, however, is verse number 1 to 19, which relates to metanoia, a clarion call to repentance. But prior to this chapter, so much had happened around Jesus Christ. But in the context of the passage read earlier, Jesus is traveling from Jerusalem to the region of Galilee, and as usual, a large crowd followed him after he had casted out demons from a dumb man. Some in the crowd accused Jesus of using the power of Beelzebub to drive out demons. You find that in the book of Luke 11, 14 to 26. He also reprimanded the crowd for their resistance to the truth by hardening their hearts, seeking after more signs than what they had already seen. It was at this, at this point that some of those present informed Jesus about what had happened to certain Galileans, probably trying to get his views on the matter. Jesus responded, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? Or those 18 who died 
when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too all will perish. I have come across many people throughout my ministry asking about the fundamental problem of evil in our world. They want to know why bad things happen, why a supposedly good God lacks the ability to confront evil head on. My friends, these questions and those who ask them are right. But it is also a fact that there are answers we may not be able to get on this side of eternity until we come face to face with Jesus Christ. But I tell you the truth, when we come face to face with Jesus, we may never be able to ask this question because we will be overwhelmed. We will be overjoyed with the presence of Jesus Christ and nothing can take the place of that then the questions that we have will just fizzle away those who lack the perseverance to wait seems to jump to the conclusion and in the process turn away from believing in God this is very sad because if you can't find an answer, doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. Look around you. Look at the sky. Look at the, 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 the environment. Look at everything. Even the air we breathe is a perfect example that God exists. Friends, you and I today are the perfect example of the existence of God. Only God knows the composition of our hearts. Only God knows how we were created. Only Him has got the answer to these fundamental questions. But to those kind of people, Jesus calls them to repentance, regardless of the situation that warranted the inquiries in the first place. Jesus loves us so much that despite all our doubts, he's willing and ready to have us come to him. Friends, I may not have the answer to all of your questions. The church may not have the answer to all of your questions. But still, that doesn't change the fact that God exists. That doesn't change the, the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ. That doesn't change that Jesus died for us. You're never far away from ugly news these days. All you have to do is to turn on your device and you find the news of the day. These last few months, there were two plane crashes, the Malaysian and the Ethiopian airlines. The Christchurch shooting, the terrorist activities around the world, etc. Today in parts of Nigeria, Boko Haram has been ravaging the entire region. And he's said to be one of the deadliest terrorist groups in the world today. Some of these disasters are highlighted to weep, of course, the political sentiments in our politically and religiously charged world. Yet, none of these should be allowed to derail or counterbalance our faith in God. None of these should be allowed to determine what we should believe about Jesus Christ. Because these things will certainly happen. There are so many things that you and I have no answer. But that does not discount the fact that God is in control.
Of course, there is no denying that the phrase repent or perish sound like storm fire and brimstone preaching that is sure to send shivers down our spine. Maybe because of what we know or think of some die-hard charismatic Bible-bashing, uh, tongue-talking Pentecostal Christian, but was Jesus using the phrase repent or perish to keep people in line? Definitely not. The Jesus that I have come to believe in is the Jesus that loves the word so much enough to lay down his life for all. And as many that accept his offer of salvation, he gave the power to become the sons and daughters of God. This is awesome. Jesus died for the whole world. The whole world is not saved. That's because the whole world didn't accept Jesus. But as many that accept him, he gave them power to become the sons and daughters of the living God. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. In spite of the, the misfortune that has now become a norm in our human society today, we still must remember that this Jesus, through his written and spoken word, provides us comfort and also a solemn call for introspection. In our text today, we noted how Pilate's cruelty got the best of him plus the tragedy of the collapsed Siloam Tower that killed 18 people. Rather than Jesus adding to the aggravated misfortune, he absolved them of any further guilt. So you see, Jesus Christ didn't come to condemn any, but instead he came to comfort us. He came to provide solace. He came to provide escape for us. He made the point that what happened was not the fact that those who were killed sinned more than those fortunate enough to be alive in Jerusalem. They were simply victims of circumstances of life. Yet, in his usual manner, Jesus never failed to call us all to repentance regardless. If only we measure our lives by the things we see and do, then we too need to question the authenticity of our relationship with God and to one another and to our word. Relationship that originates from metanoia does not depend on the news items. Yes, the news items are right and they are good and it's good to listen to news, but rather what we should do with the news item is to use them to enrich the content of our prayers and to help us to understand how blessed we are at any given time. If we feel guilty of these things, the best thing we can do today is to make a U-turn through the metanoia experienced to Christ Jesus. Friends, we must not allow our selfish interest to becloud the plan of God for our lives. 
Above all, metanoia liberates us from the agonies of our past. So instead of rehearsing the past failures over and over again, we just have to leave them permanently at the foot of the cross where the Savior died. So many of us, we can forgive others, but we lack the ability to forgive ourselves. We continue to recall those things, those bad times in our lives, those uh, terrible times that we have experienced. But you see, when we experience metanoia, we will be able to put these things behind us. Take it to the cross of Jesus Christ and leave it there. This is God's plan for our salvation. God wants to free us. He wants to liberate us from our past. Our past must never be allowed to determine our future. The last part of the message tells of the fruitless tree which exhausted its fruitful uh, season by remaining fruitless. A condition that does not deserve mercy and yet receive mercy. That was the story. That was the burn of the story. The command from the beginning was to be fruitful and multiply. Genesis 1.28 John chapter 15 verse 16 also said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So you see here, we are called to bear fruit. The question is, are we bearing fruit? When was the last time you took the, uh, the time out to speak to someone about Jesus Christ? When was the last time you nurture your own fruit that you're bearing? You cannot bear fruit unless you are planted rightly in Christ Jesus. Now, the owner of the plantation was disappointed because after three years, the tree has yet to produce any fruit. And he ordered it to be cut down because it is considered a waste of space. Sometimes, friends, we too may feel like we are a waste of space that need not to live like the fig tree in question. On the other hand, like the plantation owner, who exercised patience after he was entreated by the gardener for just one more year, we seems to lack the ability to have patience with the work of God, with what God is doing in our lives, with what God is doing around us. Patience is the key when we have to work with God. We need to learn that act which is important to whatever we do. May I say this to you, my listeners? Every disappointment is a divine appointment. God knows everything from the day one that you were born into this world. The problem is how we deal with the disappointment that will come across our ways. And so the plantation owner had problem at first with disappointment. But then the gardener said to him, Sir, leave it alone for one more year, Lord, and I will dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, 
fine. If not, then cut it down. In this part of the story, we can clearly see Jesus Christ interceding for us, waiting for our metanoia. Because the scripture says, in the same way your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. Matthew chapter 18 verse 14. You can see from the heart of the gardener, he waters it. He pleaded on behalf of this fruitless tree and say to the owner of the plantation, please give me more time. Just one more yay. I don't know about you. Is your life fruitful today? Do you need more time from the Lord? Perhaps you've repented before, but you find yourself falling back and back and deeper and deeper again. I tell you, someone is praying for you right now. God has called us to repentance through His grace, through His generosity, through His dependability, through His loving kindness and His persistent desire to see us live a fulfilled life. This can only happen when we repent and continue to act responsibly regarding our faith in Him as we flee from all appearances of evil that permeate our society today. Metanoia liberates us and ushers us into a new and awesome life in Christ Jesus. Friends, as I bring this podcast to a close, I understand that some of you listening to the sound of my voice today may have professed faith in Jesus Christ, but lack the fruit of repentance by pursuing your own desires against God's will. My friends, such lifestyle is a landmine that leads to destruction instead of heaven. If you are that person, then this call today is for you. Do not be afraid, Jesus said. Do not be ashamed because he knows you. Do not be afraid of anything because when the chips is down, it is you. You alone and your God. And to those who are yet to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, I ask you today, how long do you think you have to make up your mind? There are questions that require answers in your life. But regardless, you need metanoia. Remember that God is gracious to the humble but resist the proud. In Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6, the scripture says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on his name while he is near. And in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, he says this, Here I am, I am standing at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. 
Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for the finished work of Calvary. Thank you because you died for me. Thank you because you died for the people of the world. Thank you because in spite of our sinfulness, you still love us, Lord. Lord, I, I know that you love us so much that you laid down your life for us. And Lord, as many that hear the sound of my voice today, I pray that they will come to metanoia. They will come to repentance, oh God. And Father, those who are struggling with their faith, oh God, I pray today that you will reach out to them, God, strengthen them, God. Lord, those who are suffering as a result of uh, circumstances they find themselves, I pray also that you will bring, oh God, relief to them, Lord. I thank you, Lord, because you are still in the business of forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. And I seal this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.